The name's Francis Sawyer. But everybody calls me Psycho. Any of you guys call me Francis, and I'll kill you. Ooh. <laughs> you just made the list, buddy. Hey folks, it's Pete Troopas, and I'm not wearing any pants. Let's start off with seminars. February 4th through the 6th in Wichita Falls is the next available seminar. Then after that, April 1st through the 3rd. For camps on the list, we have a coaching development camp on January 9th in Plano, Texas at Starting Strength Plano. That's covering how to coach the squat. Then January 26th in Wichita Falls, we'll have a self-sufficient lifter camp. We do have a squat camp on the list in Oklahoma City at Starting Strength OKC. That's on January 29th and coached by White Chocolate himself, Chase Lindley. Plenty of squat and deadlift camps on the list. Next one up, December 4th in Orange County, California at the Strength Co. Then on Long Island on January 9th. Then January 15th in Boston at Starting Strength Boston. And then we've just added Brussels, Belgium back on the list. January 22nd, that one will sell out fast. And then finally, January 22nd again for Orlando, Florida at Starting Strength Orlando. Speaking of Starting Strength gyms, we just opened a bunch of new gyms. San Antonio is open, Cincinnati is open, and my gym, Starting Strength Orlando, is now open. We also have a couple gyms that have started their pre-sale, Starting Strength Memphis and Starting Strength Chicago. So for more information on any of those existing locations or future locations, head over to locations.startingstrengthgyms.com. And as usual, for any other details on anything that I've talked about, head over to startingstrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, Starting Strength Radio. Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. It's Friday. Did I say that right? I think so. I intended to say it correctly the first time. Friday. Yeah. It's Friday. If if right means the way that it's commonly pronounced, then yes, you did it correctly. Not Friday. Right. Friday is... That's all I've ever heard is Friday. Yeah, I just think like if you're if you're in California, you always say Friday. Well, not just California, but it's like really? that. It's like the icebox thing with you too. You know, you just instinctively say icebox instead of refrigerator. We all say refrigerator. Refrigerator. Fridge. Five syllables fridge. as opposed to two. Fridge. Fridge. It's one. It's one syllable. I never say fridge. I know you say icebox. Fridge sounds Yankee. Somehow, I think that's the that's the core of the issue here is Yankee versus what's the is it everybody else? For, oh, everybody else got it. You realize that Californians are Yankees, really? I do, I do realize that they're the same kind of people. I mean, really, they're Mexicans. I mean, a lot if you want to go way are. back, a lot of them are. And once again, they are all mostly Mexicans too. It's come full circle. Yeah. Well, you know, this. Uh, uh, for those of you that are not following the news, <laughs> Santa Cruz County today announced an indoor mask mandate in your homes. You have to wear a mask. We're still doing those places. Apparently, the county health director in Santa Cruz County is taking it upon herself to tell you that you must wear a mask inside your house. And... uh 
and they'll be fine with that. Yeah. Won't they? Yeah. They'll, they'll be just fine with that, won't they? Well, with the holidays approaching, Rip, you got to, you know, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. We're like a. I don't. I don't know. It, I have no idea. If they tell them to, they will, though. If they tell those people you have to sleep in your mask, they'll. Okay. It's for our own good. Trust the science. These experts know more than we do. She is a scientist. Experts. Experts know what's best for us. So we must do what experts say because we're in California on a Friday. Are you aware of this? Are you aware of the fact that YouTube is removing the uh, dislike button? I heard about that. Well, they're yes. not removing the button, but they're removing the count. Right. Which is interesting. Yes, I, I knew that. Which yes. is interesting given the ratio of likes to dislikes on all the White House videos since January of 2020, 2021. Yeah. They're just typing dislike now. <laughs> to get around it. Right. Yeah, that's that's pretty funny. You know, whatever they need to do to reinforce the narrative. That's the only thing that matters. Right. Yeah. But you know what matters even more than that? Comments, Comments. From, from the haters. <laughs> oh, man. These things are amazing. Every time I see these, Bree types these out or copies them or whatever the hell she does and uh puts them on the desk and i get in here and read these things i, I just astonishing to me hey People you know are, they've been they've been harder and harder to find though well there yeah there's only a few there's only them, a handful right i don't know what's going on it's being nicer i don't know what the fuck's going on there uh, we told them to not uh you know that this was not good and they <laughs> exercise compliance i think we just need another compliance is what is what the deal is here we probably we're going to talk about that more today but yeah that's but right. uh we probably just need another olympic lifting video let's do one of those yeah get some more hater comments yeah that always drags a bunch of olympic lifters up yeah we've got a bunch of footage they, if rusty would just edit it we can uh from that camp the olympic yeah. lifting camp we did so yeah. one of these days we'll put up the video and then we'll and then we'll, we'll be have in more. hater heaven for <laughs> you know for months a month. <laughs> hater heaven. Stay in your own lane, Rip. <laughs> Show us all the world champs. Yeah. Stay in your lane, man. <laughs> guys are oh, cute. Shit. These guys. All right. Some queer named Fabio says, sure, ask Rip for political and psychological advice. Why not? What could go wrong? <laughs> Fabio. <laughs> Fabio Q. He's a, he's a uh, frequent commenter, Fabio Q. Oh, yes, is. Fabio Q? Yeah, usually we ignore him. This is... Uh, this is uh we just needed something to read today. Exactly. So I read Fabio's. Yeah. Congratulations, Fabio. Whatever happened to Fabio, the guy with the big shovel shaped face? No idea. Used to be on, on the book books covers. Yeah, I have show. no idea. 
Shit, let's Google it. Big wop. Big blonde wop. It was just Fabio, right? Oh, there it is. Fabio Lanzoni. Lanzoni. Fabio Lanzoni. Uh, he's 62 years old. Is he? Yep. Three years younger than me. What if he has a pot belly? Uh, he doesn't do starting strength, so probably Look, not. I am curious. Why does the coach have a pot belly? <laughs> because I'm 65. <laughs> I don't care whether I have a pot belly or not. And I'm interested in why you do. Why are you interested in my pot belly? Martin Mbeja. Martin Mbeja. He's concerned about my pot belly. I think Martin Martin has problems. more concerned about problems. what hangs below my pot belly <laughs> than anything else in the world. <laughs> yes. Oh, this is a good one here. Starting strength is the easiest program to follow for a lazy individual. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, that is kind of. I guess that's it's, true, isn't it? Well, it's, no, it's wrong. It's wrong. But <laughs> it's, it's pretty damn wrong, but it's funny. But it is, it's funny. Lazy individual. Lazy individuals don't get under 405 for the fifth rep of a third set of five. Right, or even 250 for that matter. Yeah. They just do RPE. <laughs> that's what lazy individuals do is. R-P-E. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty thin here. I wish Rip was my wife's boyfriend. That's what it says here. Your wife does too. And finally, Milton Friedman and Thomas Sowell are both totally wrong. Oh. I didn't know As that. As is Ripito. Those are some big names, though. He's throwing around these names like he's actually read their shit. Yeah, and then and then putting you and, up there with that's a compliment. And, and putting me in the same sentence with Milton Friedman and Tom Sowell. It's a lover comment. No way, that's a hater comment. He doesn't realize it, but that's a lover. He doesn't realize it. Yeah, yeah you're right. <clears throat> Just, I mean, there's only a comma that separates the clause that contains Milton Friedman, Tom Sowell, from my name. Right. So uh, I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. Yep. Let's hear him. Tom Soul's still alive, right? Uh, Williams died. Williams right? died. I think Williams Soul's died. still alive. Yeah. Fabio looks like shit, by the way. Does he? Yeah. He's not aged well. Well, he's he looks the same except about 40 pounds lighter. What'd you call him a wop? Yeah. What is that? It's what it's you are. It's what you are. Wop. You never heard wop? Without papers, <laughs> WAP means without papers. That's back when the Italians were the problem, as opposed to the South Americans and the Mexicans. <laughs> Don't you? So yeah, yeah, we're not politically correct here on Starting Strength Radio. Tom's if, you're a, if you're an Italian to us, you're just a fucking WAP. Deal with it. Thomas Soul's ninety-one. 
Yeah. Still alive. Tom Soule's a good man. God damn. I just love him. Every time he's you, – you, YouTube's got a whole bunch of videos of Tom Soule. And the man is just good. He's a clear thinker. He's yep. an important addition to the to the literature, you know. He's written God knows how many books he's written, and it's just perfect, brilliant logic. Right. Can't argue with it. You know, try, but you, you can't. So yep. I'm glad he's still around. Friedman died. Yep. So of the triumvirate, Williams, Soul, Friedman. Soul's the only survivor. 91. 91. Williams was funny. God damn, he was funny. He used to he used to sit in for Rush every once in a while. You don't remember those programs? No, and I never I never read much of uh, Williams stuff. Williams is good too. He's but he, he, I didn't even I didn't even know who he was until you guys start you started talking about him. He would he would sit in for Rush when Rush was out on Friday sometimes, and he was funny. He was funny as hell. Three hours of Williams. He was hilarious. He was a great guest host he was he was fabulous i really miss him he was he was cool so cool all right anyway get that nasty shit off my desk and that's comments from the heaters it's pretty good I'll do it a little Voice it a little differently yeah. that time, just a little variety. Is a little variety. Yep. Just keep from being bored. Yeah. Keep everybody from being bored. All right. Adds a little excitement. It's like when so, Joe, when Joe Biden whispers, does, does that weird, creepy whisper thing, just to keep you excited. You know, because his diaphragm's in spasm, probably. <laughs> He's not really the president, you know. <laughs> There's hey, a, did you know a, there's that, a committee that's the president? Did you know we had a talks. we had a woman president for about an hour? Did you know about that? Yeah, that's Mrs. exciting. Harris, Mrs. Harris, Mrs. Harris was the president for. Is that the first time that's ever occurred? First time. I bet it is. Yeah. Hopefully the last. <laughs> <laughs> no, she'll be president again pretty soon. Goddamn. No, I don't know. Everybody hates her. Yep. I mean, she's got lower approval ratings than he does yes she's got lower approval ratings than i do yes and uh very that few. ought to be concerning to i would like to, i would like to know who's still excited about her because that'd be an interesting motherfucker to meet yep i'd it? like to know exactly who is in favor of her being president right. of the united states yeah yep because uh that's a loathsome bitch, man. I'm telling you, that is one loathsome. I thought she's really hard to like. I I really thought that Hillary Clinton was kind of like the most unlikable human female on the surface of the earth until we got to know Kamala Harris better. Yeah, that is a yeah. Hillary's like oh man, wicked witch of the west type thing, and yeah. and Kamala's like the little. You know, she's like the fucking sewer troll. I mean, she's just yeah. a nasty person. Nasty, vicious, evil person. Yep. Hates everybody. Complete, absolute disdain for all other human beings. Uh, 
Hillary's just your typical sociopath. Yep. She's a textbook sociopath. Perfect politician. Perfect politician. Uh, you know, you look at the DSM for and look up sociopath sociopathy and she checks all of the boxes yep. three times right but harris harris is like she's like the bride of lucifer <laughs> that's a that's a, <laughs> that's a dangerous motherfucker man oh, she man. gets in if she actually becomes Brett, we'll be in World War Three. Yeah, in about in a couple of weeks, it with, and it won't matter who wins. No, it'll either. be with like France or Canada. Yeah, yeah. it won't even be like North Korea. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. We'll be bombing Canada. <laughs> <laughs> really, not that bad an idea, though, is it? <laughs> I mean, what are they going to do about it? Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'd, you'd almost feel bad. Yeah, be you almost feel bad. You know, punching down <laughs> just not a good, not a good habit to get into. <laughs> so uh, we got a lot of fans in Canada. Do we? We get at least three three callers every call in Q and A from from Canada. Canadians, and they buy. I we had more fans. Buy our damn books all the time. Australia is going to have their internet turned off the sometime sh- this shit, week. Yeah. They can't allow communication out of right. there. Right. Right. It's going to be the dark continent. Yeah. Taking over from Africa. Yep. The dark continent. Here pretty soon. <clears throat> yeah. Those poor bastards. God almighty. Yeah, so, you'll have to so, sh- show your vaccination status to keep your internet access or something. Right. I mean, why not, right? So have you people learned anything from Australia? Look, let me let me point something out. If they want your guns, there's probably a real good reason not to give them to them. You know, that every time a government takes your guns away, some nasty shit always happens. Always. Always happens. And if you can't see that by now... Yeah. Right? Yep. How many I, disarmed I Jews did they kill? I don't know that there's ever been... In a, a, 1938 yeah. onward. Yeah. Know. I don't know that there's ever been a one of these massive, you know, government-sponsored atrocities that didn't start with a confiscation first. Hmm. Germans. Soviets. Soviets, yeah. Chinese. Chinese. Chinese have never had weapons, though. Yeah. 5,000 years of slavery in China, basically. But uh, Soviet Union, first thing they did. Nazi Germany, what were the numbers for this? What were the numbers for the Soviet? Wasn't it something like 10 million for the, for the USSR? 10 million dead? Oh, no. God, Stalin killed 37 30 million. 30 million? 37 million is a kind of a conservative estimate Fuck. of Stalin's death toll. You know, only starved all those people to death. Well, yeah, yeah, right. Shot them and threw them in holes in the ground and shit. And it just, you know, human other human life is not meaningful to sociopaths that are politicians. Right. You know, they they they're not capable of understanding. They have no empathy whatsoever. That's what sociopathy is all about. Yep. Psychopathy, sociopathy, same thing. 
no empathy. They don't regard other humans as uh, other human uh, feelings or opinions as relevant to their existence. Right. So we got to kill 37 million of them to get what we've done, what we want done, and that's what we're going to do. Yep. You know, Chairman Mao, same thing. He just, yep. You know, just, why not kill them? They're out of the way. We don't have to feed them. Yep. You know, that's their reasoning. So. So anyway, compliance. Compliance is what we're going to talk about today. Okay. On the boards, uh, we deal with this all the time. People write in and want advice about programming. And in the course of their post, they will reveal that they are, in fact, not doing the program. So what I wanted to explore today, Nick and I are going to talk back and forth about this, is why is it, what is it about most humans? And, I, you know, I understand this at some level, but why, what is it about most humans where, that they will not follow the program that has been vetted hundreds of thousands of times. We know exactly what works. We know exactly how to implement the program. Talking about the novice linear progression. We know exactly what to do. We know how much weight to put on the bar to start with. We know how much to increase the work set weights every workout. This has all been talked about, it's discussed, it's in the books. And yet, you won't do it. You won't do it. You'll wear your mask to bed in Santa Cruz County because they tell you to. Right? But you won't do the program that we have painstakingly detailed for you. because it. And the reason we have painstakingly detailed it for you is because it works. It works. We make money selling these books, but we wouldn't have made money selling the books if the shit in the books didn't work. It, the, the books would have become like every other exercise book on the market. That, you know, you print 10,000 of them and then print another 10,000 of them and you end up with 5,000 in your warehouse and they never sell. Ours don't do that. Ours sell. You know why they sell? Because the shit in them works works every single time it's tried but you won't do it you want to add your own shit so nick why do you think that is what is the what is the reluctance with people who just won't do this program they they want to talk to us about it they want to ask us questions about it but when when it comes down to the actual nitpicking, you see that they haven't done the program. That's not what they've done. Right. And one of the first things that we talk about in the programming lecture, uh, before you, we go into this two-hour deal about programming, <clears throat> and, and everybody forgets this part, but the, the most important aspect 
of making progress is consistency, which is another word for compliance, right? So show up, show up, do the work. And most of the problems that you're running into, uh, you can, you can pick, you can pick out the cause of that problem by looking at the last three weeks or month of your training and see what you've been doing. And you may find that you actually haven't been, like you said, doing the program, right? So, um, that's that's a, a really interesting question to me, and it doesn't even it's not just about strength training. It's it's about anything that's a long process. You're probably already doing the the correct thing when you're excited about it and you first learn about it, um, and you have all of the the you have all of the pieces, all of the building blocks that you need to make progress for a really long time. But the first thing that drops off isn't knowledge. It's not. Uh, it's not needing more information. It's not needing help from an expert. It's just getting your shit together and actually showing up and doing and it. Just doing. It applies to nutrition, to finances, to strength training. Um, you know, instead of instead of like looking at your budget and how much you actually spent this month, what do people do? They'll go. They'll look at another set of YouTube videos. They'll buy another book. They'll pay for another seminar. Instead of just you know, you already know the shit you got to do. You're just not right. doing it right or losing weight, gaining weight. You know, I need to go on this diet. I need to buy this book. Most effective <laughs> processes are not complex. That's, exa- that's exactly right. This is the this is this is a lot of the problem. Right. Here. Most effective processes are fairly straightforward. Right. This is throughout nature. Yep. Most effective processes are fairly straightforward. So when we hand you a program that only consists of six exercises, and you have there are certain ways to execute the exercises that that make them the most effective way to do it more muscle mass over the longest effective range of motion this sort of thing and we show you how to do these exercises correctly and doing them correctly fixes it up so you don't have to have nine million assistance exercises you don't need bill pearl's book (laughs) keys to the inner universe you don't need it all you need is to do these six exercises correctly. There's something in our brains that triggers that uh, tells us that there's no way it can be this simple. And right. even though you're in the middle of the process and you're doing it and you're making progress, there's still that little nagging feeling that you're not doing everything that you could be doing. And and, and it manifests when shit gets hard and when the, the process is actually... Uh, when you actually need to dig into that process harder, right, and you need mm-hmm. to actually actually stick to it more and be more uh, compliant and be more diligent about running the process, uh, that's when the the doubts start to creep in. And uh, yeah. going back to strength training, right, the the end of the LP is when everybody fucks up because at the beginning it's it's relatively easy. You're making PRs right. every workout. Five pounds of workout is no problem yep. at first. And Ten the, pounds of workout is no problem for the first two, three weeks. Right. And then five pounds of workout, which lasts for months, months at a time. But once it starts getting a little grindy toward the end of it, that five-pound PR that you do for your three sets of five is a little harder than it was last week. Something about your little tiny brain says – you know, maybe an assistance exercise is right. necessary to make this easy. You start to have a lot of good ideas, right? Yeah. <laughs> you get a lot of good ideas, and and what those good ideas do is lie to you. When it gets hard, see, the curve 
approaching a limit asymptotically. Remember that from math, right? Once you're up the top of that curve and approaching a limit asymptotically, it is going to be hard, but that doesn't invalidate the process itself. It's going to get harder. And you getting the bright idea that, hey, maybe I ought to add some leg presses. Right. Doesn't it, it, it the the process works. Okay. Process has been proven to work. The phenomenology is that if you just keep adding weight for as long as you can, every workout, that it will it will continue. Your squats and deadlifts and presses will continue to go up. You may have to take smaller incremental jumps, but they'll continue to go up, and there will eventually be a point, months in the future, where this process stops working. At that point, you go to adding weight every week, and there'll be a point years in the future from from that from that point where progress will be made on a monthly basis or every two weeks basis or every three weeks basis longer and longer pieces of time required to make smaller and smaller increases but that's the nature of an asymptotic approach to a limit right and this is not complicated okay it's just not complicated but you want it to be complicated because you think complexity will make it easier for you exactly You're, you become very susceptible to distraction um when when the process is either taken too long or progress slows down and you you get used to a certain rate of of uh, improvement uh plus shit gets harder so then you know you immediately start start becoming susceptible to distraction uh going on a cut you know we get that question all the time guys are just just at the beginning of actually learning like learning how to lift and getting strong right. like finally you know you're you're squatting 280 you know you started at 100 you're squatting 280 uh you're just scratching the surface and what yes. do guys do they're like uh, i think i need to go on a cut i'm getting kind of fluffy uh dude you you're just getting started you need to keep adding weight to the bar, you know. Well, at that point, if you decide to go on a cut, you have changed your emphasis from strength training to aesthetic. But it's not about the cut, though, Rip, is the point. It's, it's not about the cut. It's about this it's, shit's getting hard. It's and about I want, the shit's and, getting and hard. And I want to do something and else. you're going to use this cut thing right. to assign yourself a different goal. Because the one you were pursuing – Suddenly, it becomes apparent to you that, you know, this is kind of hard. <laughs> this is not for lazy people. And the, the, you know, the shitty thing for you, for, you know, the, the you that we're talking to, the shitty thing for you is that the only way to improve your aesthetics, as we've discussed in the article you just wrote, you know, is the, the only way you're actually going to improve your aesthetics is to keep going on the goddamn process. Right. Because anything else is going to be just you staying the same, right? right? If your body fat goes from 12% to 18%, but your deadlift in that same period of time went from 185 to 495, you're going to look better at 18% than you did at 12%. But it's hard. It's hard. That fifth rep of 495 off the floor is real hard. You'll be tempted to not do it. 
Do you have the balls? That's the only question. Do you have the balls to do the work that is required? A lot of you don't have the balls. So what you tell yourself is, you know, I need to go on a cut. Or I need to I work a little fat. Or I need to know. do hypertrophy. I need to deload. I need to do hypertrophy. I need to do a, de- I need to do a reset and do hypertrophy. Yep. Seven sets of nine with 35% or whatever. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Sets of yeah, eight. That's, that's, you know, my sets of five are getting pretty heavy. I think I'll do sets of eight and get some hypertrophy. And yeah. if you know what happens to the deadlift when you do that, right? It goes it goes down backwards. It goes down. It goes backwards because. And I said this in the article. I don't think I mentioned it in these actual terms, in uh, the previous podcast we did about this. But uh, hypertrophy training, the high rep shit. Sets of eight to twelve reps, five to six sets, of eight to twelve reps. That's bodybuilding mythology. It's mythology. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Dorian Yates did not get as big and strong as he is doing sets of eight to twelve reps with light weights. Ronnie Coleman did not get big and strong doing sets of 8 to 12 with light weights. That's not how anybody. Now, Frank Zane did, but Frank Zane was not big and strong, was he? You know? Frank Zane was ultimately only concerned about muscle bellies. He was not concerned about strength. He was not concerned about movement patterns. He was concerned about doing a machine that exercised a muscle belly. It's a different thing than what we do. Frank wants to do that. He's great physique, absolutely. But Frank was not big and strong. And he would, honestly, you know, would have had a great physique either way. He, did, I mean, he obviously, was born with a great physique. Obviously, he, you know, he optimized things and, and looked real good. Yes. Uh, but he would have looked real good anyway. Anybody whose name you know as a bodybuilder was born with a great physique. Right. Anybody yep. who's been in a magazine on the cover of a bodybuilding magazine was born with a great physique there is no other no bigger truth on earth that they're not going to talk about that you're born as a physique you can look at pictures of these guys when they were 12 yeah you're like okay well yeah capstone deltoids you know kid is 12 yeah absolutely I saw a picture of Mike Tyson when he was 13, like yesterday. I don't know where. He's a frightening little he, fuck. He, he looks like a scary grown man. Yeah. Like he's going to knock your fucking head off. Right. I mean, he already looks like Mike Tyson at 13. Right. So you don't go from being, you know, 95-pound skinny kid to Mike Tyson. You're already Mike Tyson. Right. Is the point here. You're displacing um, your goals – because things are getting hard does not alter the reality of the situation all right for the vast majority of the male population all right when you get bigger and you get stronger you get bigger so if you train for strength you get bigger and the best way to train for strength is the way we have it laid out in the books all right no other strength training method works as well as our method, especially for novices, especially for novices. 
All right. And we're not really concerned with advanced lifters. All right. Advanced lifters are competitors. Uh, there's like 150 of them in the world. All right. We're concerned with the bigger numbers. We're concerned with you making you stronger. And if you'll do what we're telling you to do and just stay with the process, the process is you use exercises that, that train as much muscle mass over the longest effective range of motion that you can. Do the exercises correctly. Do them. And then add a little bit of weight every time you train. Every time you come into gym, you need to be lifting heavier weight than you did last time. And that process is hard, but it works. And there's there's nothing else more effective than that. You can deload every time. See, and I we see this on the board all the time. You know, I'm, my, my form's getting bad on my squad i think i need to reset 20 percent. right no, yeah all that when i you need to fix your form when i hear all that stuff it's you know my first thought is this is all code for uh shit's getting hard and help me make things a little bit easier for a little right. while you know right. wh- which whatever it's fine but uh and this is something i uh, one of the things i talk about all the time with uh with newer coaches and coaches in the gyms because we have paying clients who need to be making progress and look man we're, we're doing four or five or six lifts it's not exciting um, and you, you've got thing, you've got the, the factor number one, shit gets hard. Factor number two is you get easily distracted. <clears throat> factor number three is it's, it, it starts to become less fun because it's always fun at the beginning right. to learn new lifts, to add weight to the bar. And then very quickly, four, six, eight months down the road, it just becomes work. Right. So you lose the fun element of it too. Right. And uh, this is why CrossFit exactly. is, was so popular. Why P90X was so anything about muscle confusion is much more popular than this program. Yep. Absolutely. Because people get tired of doing the same shit over and over again. What they fail to realize is you're not doing the same shit over and over again. Taking your squat from 295 to 300 is not the same shit. The load is the variable, not the exercise selection. The load is the variable. And if you go up five pounds every time you train, you're doing different things. And that's something to be excited about because you know what's going on with all the people that are exercising with variety and doing something different every time they come into the gym? You know what's going on with them? Nothing. <laughs> That's what's going on with them. Nothing. They are not changing anything. You are directing your progress through the process of going up in load every time you train. Exactly. And it's yeah, and that, it's a lot of work. It's hard work. And this, this is why this is not for everybody. No, you know? this is not, and I, we don't expect everybody to be able to do this. Yeah, and I don't I don't like to get into the you're better than everybody because you're strength trained shit because that's not true. But um, the uh, but but this this is not for everybody and that's fine. This is difficult, uh, and people that stick with this for a long time they will see 
significant changes, not only in their physical existence, but in their emotional and mental yes. existence as well. Yeah. Because just as the fact that it's so goddamn hard to, to right. make serious progress on this. It's hard to make serious progress, but it teaches you things about the nature of progress, doesn't it? Right. The nature of that progress. you have control of that process is the. And is you the point. have absolute control of the process if you'll if you'll do the work. If you'll just come in, and do the work sets with five more pounds, yeah, it's the same squat, should be, same squat, done exactly the same way, but it's five pounds heavier, and it's hard, and that last rep of that third set of five, that's the one that counts. And every time you do that last rep of that third set of five, you have made a decision, haven't you? You decided to ride the thing to the bottom, drive your ass up out of the bottom of it, and finish the rep. You decided to do that. Because you could have decided to put it up after the fourth rep, because the fourth rep was hard, too. But if you decided to take that fifth one down and just at least try it and see what happens, and then grind, grind through it, applying what you know about how you did the fourth one to the fifth, then, you know, that's a decision that you've made. And that, that fundamentally changes you. And we've said this a hundred times, right? Uh, one of the most profound effects of doing this kind of a strength training program where you come in every time for as long as it's possible and add weight to the work sets is it changes your brain too. It teaches you things about your limits. It teaches you things about how processes work, how processes don't need to be complicated. They need to be straightforward and, and simple. There's a time for complexity, but it's not now. There's right now it's time to do the fifth rep of the third set of five. Here's the, the task at hand is the fifth rep of the third set of five and you making up your mind, you're going to do it. And the stress of having done that changes you. And that's one of the benefits of doing this program is the, is the effectiveness, uh, of what it, the effectiveness of learning how these things work. Because this applies to everything, doesn't it? Yep. It applies to everything. It applies to learning anything. Yep. Yeah, and the honesty with yourself. You know, you, you, uh, this, one, of the, one of the big differences between this and a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, exercise stuff that you can do that, that's hard, you know, CrossFit – um, you know, anything that's high intensity right. is hard, makes you breathe hard. And, um, you know, these guys that do, that do spin classes and shit like that. I'm not, I'm not arguing that that's no, not hard. It's not hard, but I mean, it is hard, but the CrossFit's hard. It is hard. But, CrossFit's very, very hard, but it's not productive in the same way that a more simple, straightforward application of five pounds of workout is. That and also the uh, also the the objectivity of having a task, which is adding weight today, adding weight next workout, adding weight next week, whatever it is. But you have you have a goal, you have a task that you uh, that if you're honest with yourself, you know that you can complete uh, because of everything you've done up to that point. 
um, and that you should be able to do it. And it's up to you to just uh, to, to get up there and, and take care of it and get it done. And at any point you can you can you can stop and you can change things and, uh, you know, switch from fives to triples back off, find a new program. But <clears throat> that that honesty that you have to have with yourself and uh, to evaluate whether or not that was the correct decision, whether or not you could have actually done that. Most people aren't willing to uh, to to look that hard at what they're doing and what, how they're performing. And the people that do find that they can they can perform well above the level at which they think they can perform today. Does that make sense? So, you know, oh, yeah. It, yeah. This is what you learn from doing the fifth rep of the third set of five. All right. You this is what is wrong with RPE. I hate to keep coming back to that silly bullshit, but but a whole bunch of people have been convinced of the fact that their perception of the difficulty of a thing is relevant to their ability to do it. Does, does that make sense when I say it like yeah, that? Yeah, it rarely works. It, it's very seldom is your self-perception of any value at all. Right. The only thing that is of value is did you try it and did it go? If you don't try it because you perceive that you can't, then you don't know. Yep. You don't have any data. If you voluntarily stop before you make the attempt, you don't know whether you or whether or not it would have gone because you racked it. All right. Now, one of two things can happen on that fifth rep of the third set of five. Either you can do it, which requires that you tried to do it. Or you go down to the bottom of the thing and you can't do it. And only under those two conditions have you got data about your ability. Those are the, that's the only data that's relevant. Your perception of what it's going to be like is, is everybody that has done this program will tell you the same thing. Every single person will tell you exactly the same thing. They've been to the gym. They've had workouts where everything felt like shit. All of their warm-ups felt like shit. The last set of warm-ups felt like shit. The first work set felt like shit. The second work set felt like shit. The third work set felt like absolute hammered shit. But they got all five reps. So it doesn't matter what it felt like. You got the work done, which means you could do the work. Okay. Just recently, you know, eight or nine months ago, before I hurt my fucking knee so bad, uh, I was uh, squatting one night. I think I had 315 on the bar, which is heavy for me at this point. But I had to do 315 for three. It was a triple. 315 was the set. So I uh, happened to have two spotters in there because usually I'm doing this shit by myself. Happened to have two spotters in there. And uh, I said, all right, this is going to be horrible. It's going to be horrible. Watch me real close. Took it out of the rack, did the first rip. I said, I know that looked like shit. 
watch me get real close. You guys come in real close on the second rip. Get handy. So I did the second rip, and I thought, oh, God damn, this is – I, but I got to try it. So I did the third rip, carried the third rip down, ground it up. Felt like it took about two weeks <laughs> to get the rip done. Locked it out, put it back in the rack, and said, "I man, that last one looked like shit. I'm sorry. I, I know. And both of the spotters said – they all looked the same. All three of the, I said, bullshit. And they said, all three of those reps moved at exactly the same speed. Yep. And, you know, I've had a little bit of experience under the bar. Right. Right? Yeah. You know, I've had 47 years of lifting weights. And I can't tell. I can't tell. My self-perception is inaccurate. So what do you know about some kid that just started doing this four months ago and he wants to do RPE? Well, and that, that, yeah. yeah, and that's the point, right? What, what you, if, if it was going to work for, for somebody, which, which it, you know, may or may, whatever, may or may not. But if it is, it's, it's going to be a very self-aware lifter who's controlling uh, as many variables as possible. And uh, who's got telemetry, you know, feedback on every to compare his perception against and has a ton of video. He's got and uh, and and the biggest part is a ton, a ton of experience using that specific method. Right. Using that specific method, Um, which is not which, in other words, is not you. And it's not the vast majority of people walking the earth. And and if again, if we're honest with ourselves, uh, most of the guys running around trying that shit, it's not working for them. Um, no. Now, if you're te- no. if you're now, we've heard too many people. If you're using your estimated one rep max as the way to gauge whether or not it's working, then then <laughs> I mean it's all made up anyway, right? Yeah, it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Estimated one RM is bullshit. It's complete total bullshit. If you estimate that you can do the one RM, load it and let's see. Why not? If it's good, I'm sure if that's is. a good if that's a good way to yeah. estimate the one RM, load the fucking thing and squat it, right? But no, no, you won't do that, will you? Why won't you do that? Because deep in your little tiny pea-sized heart, you know it's bullshit. <laughs> pea-sized heart. You know it's bullshit. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So but I, you know, I have this. The, so back to the compliance issue. Well, the theme here is to, to be uh, to be honest with yourself and be right. and be aware that this shit is is out there, and you will be drawn to these ideas. You'll be drawn to these uh, to these little these little pieces of hanging fruit that that lets you back off just a little bit. That lets you kind of you go in, things easy. Go in a different direction, and uh, right. and there's there's a and again that may be okay for you, but um, all of all of the things that you want. Your aesthetic goals, your performance goals, your uh, j- maybe just simply the the goal of squatting four hundred or whatever. All of that shit is on the other side of all this, 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 uh, this static at the end of your LP. That the you know the in that intermediate phase when shit's getting mm-hmm. hard, you start getting distracted. If you can just plow through that and keep things heavy and consistent and simple, everything you want is on the other side of that. There is. You have to focus on the goal, and every distraction from the goal 
you've got to recognize as a distraction. And you've got to resist the temptation to be a pussy. Okay? RPE and other distractions like that are just permission to be a pussy. Okay? I know your 405 set of five was hard. I understand that. I understand it was hard. But if you don't try the 410, you don't know. Because hard is relative, and it is also inaccurate. The only thing that's accurate is, can you do it today? Now, there can be all kinds of reasons why it was hard. All kinds of reasons why you felt as though that last Friday workout was hard. And here it is Monday, and you've got to go up another five pounds. You could have been tired you know, you could have missed a meal. You could have had a little bug and get sick or something like that that healed up over the weekend. You, it's all kind of reasons why you might have perceived that the Friday set of five was hard. But if you, the, but the process that has worked so far is you've gone up five pounds of workout. It has the phenomenology has been that it has worked. It has worked. Right? So keep doing it. Yeah, and keep you doing it. and you started this thing because you wanted to get strong. Like that was the stated goal at the beginning. And strong so, is nothing but more weight on the bar. Well, That's yeah, all strong so, so, is. So when this stuff starts to happen and you start uh, deviating from that goal, you should immediately ask yourself, have I achieved that goal of getting strong? The answer is probably no. No. The answer is probably no, right? Um, Strong enough. Yeah. What does it even mean? Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, 275 squats, not strong enough. No. No. I no, keep throwing not. that 285, 275 number. That's when shit gets hard for most guys. Yeah. 275, two, it's when they start start doing all this shit. They start Everything doing... Everything prior to that is just, you know... It's practice. It's just... It's practice. You're just going through the motions. It's practice, right. But when you have to sit back and... Think to yourself, you know, this 280, this, that second set felt pretty hard. Yep. You know, I, I need to, I'm going to have to do the, the third set with 280, and I'm going to have to push on it harder than I did three weeks ago when I did 255. Right. Right. And at that point, now we're changing. Now we're training. Now we're making progress. Yes. You know, all that preparatory shit that went on before that was easy. All of that laid the groundwork for now you get to do something hard. And every time you come to the gym, it's going to be hard. Right. And if it's not hard, then you're either not there yet or you have decided to just fuck around and take a deload or a reset or whatever they call it. Yeah. Yeah, for a long time, I, uh, you know, we, I mean, we always teach people the lifts and then kind of, start progressing them and uh initially and this might be for some for the coaches to think about out there but uh there there may be value if you've got somebody who moves fairly well um and who recovers fairly well there's probably some value in being very aggressive initially in the lp so uh not immediately going to five sets to five pound increases and just letting things take their time 
but sticking with 20 10 pound increases and, and getting things heavy pretty early on um, so that uh, so that the person isn't having to learn that this shit is hard three months down the line and instead learning in the first month that you know this is going to be heavy and it mm-hmm. needs to be heavy to work right, right? Um, because you know I've been guilty of, of just uh, of take people people shouldn't be doing 30 minute workouts for a month 45 minutes workouts for a month you know it needs it needs to get heavy pretty quick um, and again, this is for this is for healthy people who move well. If you got movement issues, if your squats shit, you're gonna have to slow down a little bit. Or if you're 55 when you start. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. yep. Uh, well, that's where the recovery thing comes right. in, right? It recovers well because 55 year old guys don't t- typically recover well. Um, but it's got to be heavy. You got to learn. You got to learn what heavy actually feels like before 305, 315 smacks right. you in the face, and you're like, "Holy shit! This is the hardest thing I've ever done." And you have to learn that heavy does not mean you can't do it. Exactly. You know, right. it, 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 you have to learn that when it gets heavy, you have to push harder, pull harder. You have to, you have to meet the challenge. All right. And that there's not a productive way to make it easier. This is the, this is the deal here. This is what we're talking about. The program is the program and the program works every single time it's tried if you'll be compliant with the program you know like you've been compliant with the mask orders if you'll just do the program and don't try to add your own shit to the program don't try to make it more complicated don't try to make it lighter because lighter is not how you get strong right you know if if you're squatting 405 for a set of five and you decide you know i think i'll hypertrophy and you go down to 315 and do five sets of eight with it what's going to happen to your strength well you've been told that your strength will go up we've known strength is weight on we've known coaches who've done five by five deadlifts I can think specifically right now of a coach who never pulled 500. I think that was the number. Never pulled 500. He's doing five by five at like 385 or 365 or some shit. And uh, I I think you told him, uh, when's the last time you did a heavy set of five? And it had been a year (laughs) or some shit. So stop doing that shit. Do sets of five. And I don't remember how do, long it do took. Do PR set of five. Yeah, I think it took him a couple of months tops. You know, and he's he's pulling pulling five hundred. You know, um, fuck man. Like, how how does this get lost with people? It's weird. I don't understand it. I they, they when it gets heavy, I think people give themselves permission to redefine strength. Of course, of course. And you know, all and, strength is weight on the bar, and that's all it is. It's a number. How much weight can you move? That's how strong you are. And lowering the weight on the bar will not make you stronger. I don't care how many reps you do with it. Right. This is why sets of 20 is bullshit. All right? Super squats. Everybody's seen that book, sets of 20. Works for six weeks. Yep. And that's all. Right. And you don't get any stronger. 
Right. You get real pumped. But pumped is bullshit. Yep. Pumped is not stronger. Pumped is just, you know, a type of masturbation. (laughs) All you got to do is just look, guys, all you got to do. And uh, this is something we talk about in the self-sufficient lifter thing. But lots of really dumb people have gotten really strong throughout history doing shit completely ass wrong. Right. So look at the guy at the gym who just decided that he wants to bench three plates. He don't know shit about anything. But what did he do? He showed up every single goddamn day. And made his bench get to 315. Right. So it's, it's, but he understands that it, the closer you can get to 315 is how you get to 315. So it's got to go 200, 205, 220, to up to 315. It never goes 185 for eight sets of eight is going to get me to 315. But that guy understands it. Um, It's uh, it's simple and it's really hard. And, um, you, you don't need as much complexity and information and uh, distraction in order to get it done. If, variety. If, if getting strong, you don't need variety. If getting strong is actually what you want, right? right. If, yeah. if that's actually what you want, variety is the enemy. Yeah, and I'm not advocating. I'm not advocating for doing the gym bro, you know, max out every day thing. But there's a happy medium. No, because that doesn't work. There's a happy medium between a paralysis by analysis and just you know going crazy every day in the gym and that happy and that's our, medium that's our process is, is our, our happy process. medium yeah right that's our process yeah. it's the six exercises yep every time you do them they go up a little bit right and that's all there is to it it doesn't need to be any more complicated than that it's a straightforward process strength is weight on the bar so let's put some more weight on the bar so we can get stronger you don't get stronger by taking weight off of the bar. You know, a weight you can do for 10 reps is by definition lighter than a weight you can do for five reps. So how does 10 reps make you stronger than five reps? And what they'll say, well, it's, it's the hypertrophy. You know, this is our exercise physiology friends at work here. Yeah, there'll always be something, something about evidence. There's you know, evidence there's evidence-based that... bullshit. It's look, we have. How many times have we seen people who did nothing but fives for two, three years at a time? Fives, occasional, triple, single, whatever, occasional, but never more than five reps. Get big and strong. Big and strong. Become huge, powerful men. By not doing eights and tens and twelves, they did fives. Because if you get strong, your muscles grow. That's the process by which you get strong. Muscles get bigger. And if you ask them to lift heavier weights every time you come in the gym, they have no choice but to grow. And what is the best way to make progress every time you come in the gym? It's sets of five. All right, now, I don't care what the research shows. The research is quite often wrong. I don't care what the research shows because a hundred years of the phenomenology has, de- has shown you everything you need to know. Fives are the way to do this. And if you go up two pounds, 
two and a half pounds, five pounds of workout, depending on the exercise, you will get bigger. That's all you have to know. So comply with that, okay? Comply with the program. Don't add your own bullshit to the program, all right? There's a reason we have you do power cleans instead of barbell rows. Now, that reason's been explained a hundred times. It's in the book. And videos we've done. I'm not going to talk about it here. It's just there's a reason to do power cleans if you can do them. There's a reason to not do them if you can't or shouldn't. But most of you ought to be doing power cleans because it works. It's worked for generations. Fives have worked for generations for all of these lifts. Okay? And it's, it's just... You know, if now, if, but there's something in the human heart that wants it to be more complicated, right? And I, I, I don't understand it. I don't yeah. understand. It. You'll comply with authorities when I, I don't. People comply with authority a whole lot these days. No? Well, it's easy, right? <laughs> uh, putting it's easier just to wear the mask because you won't be perceived as an asshole. Okay, so exactly. it's easier. Exactly. It's easier to comply. But for some reason, when we tell you to do something, you won't comply with what we're telling you to do, even though we can explain it logically. We explain why it works, how it works, and show you, demonstrate to you that it works every single time it's done. But you won't do it. Yeah. Yeah, so we're narrow casting. What's Once the again, uh, we're narrow casting, aren't we? I guess we got to give these people a solution, right? So do the LP, stay focused, don't get distracted, be aware of of <laughs> be aware of what the fuck's going on in your head. You know, yeah. it, 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 are are you looking for uh a, looking for a solution in which the problem uh, the, the problem is that things are getting hard? And if that's the case, be honest with yourself. Um, like, yeah, this shit's getting hard. Maybe it's not for me. I'm going to kind of keep some of this stuff and do something else, but don't say you're training for strength because you're not anymore. Right. right? Um, but if you're serious about, about training for strength, uh, keep training for strength and it's uh, simpler than you think it's going to be. Um, it, it's all in the books. It's all in the videos. Uh, and just keep, keep the process going. It goes workout, increases workout to workout every other workout once a week every two weeks, and so on. And that's about as far as anybody, as most people, ever go, right? Right. Strength is weight on the bar. If the weight on the bar goes up, you are getting stronger. The way to make the weight go up on the bar is five reps. And the increments will vary with the exercise. But this is the process. Do the exercises correctly, like we show you how to do them, because we thought about them quite thoroughly. There's a reason we use the squat the way we teach it instead of the front squat. Learn that. Learn it. It's in the books. We explain it. There's a reason why we don't front squat. All right? So you do the exercises correctly. You come in to the gym. You don't miss workouts. You get under the bar. You do the work. You go up every time you come in, and, the, and, and just that's all there is to know. It's not any more complicated than that. And if you make it more complicated than that, you are diluting the effectiveness of this very simple, straightforward program. Yep. Don't dilute it. 
Just do what we tell you to do, okay? Play like we're Anthony Fauci. All right? <laughs> and just do what we tell you to do because we're 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 here for you. We're not here for us. <laughs> right? <laughs> you got anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so. I think we ought to just wrap it up. So the moral to the story, boys and girls, is don't listen to people who tell you that it needs to be easier. It's not going to be easier. Everything that's productive gets harder as time goes on, and that's just the nature of the universe. All right? The sooner you get used to the idea, the the sooner you will be able to harness the effects of your own hard work and your determination and your honesty with yourself. Okay? Thanks for joining us on Starting Strength Radio. We'll see you next Friday. <laughs>